Welcome to We Fish, ASA, the best darn fishing show on the internet or on the radio in the entire USA. My name is Steve Sarley. My partner is Dave Kranz. We Fish, ASA, is always pleased to offer you conversation with the most interesting, the most informative, the most entertaining, as well as some of the biggest names in the world of fishing. We Fish ASA is brought to you by the proud industry members of the American Sport Fishing Association. In particular, St. Croix, the best rods on earth. Calcutta, makers of a line of products that fit your fishing lifestyle and passion. And Daiwa, we've got your bass covered. Boy, they sure do. Daiwa Reels. We Fish ASA presents a new episode of our one-hour podcast each and every week. Available 24-7 everywhere you get your podcast. And don't forget, you can always check out the podcast and communicate with us at our website, wefishasa.com. Our executive producer is Mr. Brad Nearman from Berserk Productions. They are down in Lando Lakes, Florida. Hey, Brad, how you doing? On today's show, we're going to have on our regular segment with Mr. Dan Johnston from St. Croix. Dave is going to visit with Brent McComas. He runs a website newsletter called Target Walleye. Everything about walleye fishing you could possibly want to know. I read it every time it comes out. It's a great publication. Brett McComas, Target Walleye. And I'll get to sit down and visit with uh, the one and only Boyd Duckett. Yeah. Him and Gary Klein invented Major League Fishing. They put it together. They run it. It's become a huge force in the business. The guy won a Bassmaster Classic. He's done so much in his life. Boy, I'd like to write a book about him. He is something else. Mr. Boyd Duckett. But first, let me swing it over to David Kranz. I'm going to bring on Dan Johnston from St. Croix. Take it away, David. As Steve said, I am Dave Kranz. This is the We Fish ASA podcast. And this segment's always brought to you by St. Croix, the best rods on earth. And most of the time, they bring us Dan Johnston. Welcome back, Dan. Hey, Dave. How are you? I am good. Boy, we're we're talking ICAST today. How, how can it be that... Uh, we're talking about something in the middle of July. It seems like we were just talking ice fishing, but it's here, isn't it? Yeah, it comes so fast every year, you know, and to, to let the listeners know what it is, it's the largest dealer show. Um, there's a lot of media there, too, but it's the largest dealer show our industry has. And, and unfortunately, it's not a consumer show, so it's not like the Bassmaster Classic or somewhere where, or even the Chicago show where people can show up and buy things from people and shake hands with manufacturers. It's not that at all. We don't want to mislead people, but no. it's a dealer show and it's extremely important because number one, it gets our eyes internally on what other people are doing, but you know, we can present what we're going to do for the coming year for, for uh, on behalf of St. Croix, but also it's really kind of like a great way to get everybody together. Talk about trends, talk about wins and losses and challenges, you know, just wasn't too long ago we couldn't do it because of covid and then last year everybody kind of started to come back again this year it'll be full-blown and it's in orlando florida the, the show itself starts wednesday july 12th it goes wednesday thursday friday but the day before that we'll have an event called on the water which uh, i'll be at myself and a few of our other synchro team members allowing the dealers and the media to actually get hands-on with the new product that we're going to have and um it's just it's it's an amazing show because it's like a you know, I'm like the kid in the candy store because I get the, a sneak peek at pretty much everything that's new for the coming year. It's a really a great opportunity for, for our industry. It is. And uh, every year I will attend uh, the 
on the water fishing. I will attend, if there's a fishing tournament that, that morning that they're going to do, I cast, and then the on the water event, I'll be there when I get back from that to, to see what's new. And it is a great opportunity for dealers like myself with a retail store or media people to see what's new. There will be a flood of YouTube videos out there. I remember one year, uh, I think it was Ken Duke walked around and was interviewing people and taping them, asking them what ICAST meant. And there's not many people that do. I do know that it's the International Convention of Allied Sport Fishing Trades. And, but People are like, I should know this, but it's it's a long name. It's easy to say ICAST, and what it means is the sport fishing industry comes together as a group to try to promote fishing and get more people involved and show you the new items that are coming out. And and like St. Croix, the companies are excited to, to tell people what they have. Well, I think the benefit to those listening to this episode is what ICAST does for them and what it does for them specifically is they need to realize that all of us manufacturers are highly motivated to keep energizing this industry with new product and we're driven to give anglers the upper hand and specifically st croix and we're so driven to do that that it drives our product development icast is the way we can showcase this to the dealer base out there the dealers are the conduit to the angler so it really works in that order because there could be listeners out there thinking, well, what, you know, it sounds great, but what does this do for me? Well, it drives everything we do. And when you go to your boat the following year or when you go on YouTube and you see all these new launches, as you mentioned, that will be coming out really the day of the show. Some of the people put them out immediately and it's wonderful. You can start looking at, you know, what do you have in your box that you can replace or is there some new version of it or what's your favorite brand doing different? Because believe me when I say the vast majority of manufacturers there are presenting something new, if not more than one thing. And it's just a great opportunity. The the angler is the ultimate beneficiary. This is just a collection of uh, manufacturers and dealers and media sharing what's going to be new for the coming year and talking about trends and everything. But really, the, the, the angler is the ultimate beneficiary. Yes. And even though the consumer angler can't attend, they're going to get overload media on everything. Instagram, YouTube, there's Facebook. There's going to be so many things there that'll be posted on starting on actually Tuesday night, the new product showcase. And people are showing what's going to be out there. And it's uh, it's an exciting time for the industry and an exciting time for the anglers to see what's new. Unfortunately, many times what you're going to see on there, because I know as a retailer, I'm getting calls uh, right away saying, hey, I, I see these are out. You know, can I come and buy those? No, we're not going to see those. This is really 2023, 2024 product, not 23 product early because they're just announcing it now. Most of it's not made. Some of it may be available, but most of the time it's September, October, November, December releases. Yeah, and that's that's why we wanted to make the point that it's a dealer show because it is for planning purposes. You know, it's preliminary viewing of this, the, the program, purchasing programs, and, and uh, more importantly, the product itself uh, for the coming year. And some of those could launch during this current year, late in the year, but most will be then or into the first of the of, of the coming year. But, you know, think of the opportunity it gives the angler to plan the following year. When you see what all of the manufacturers are doing, you you know, but, but say you're looking for a new rod and you're like looking for something with a new application from St. Croix side. You're like, you know, now that I know they're coming out with this, 
you know, I can't wait to get my hands on this where you might've gone out and bought something, you know, uh, without knowing that. So it's just, it, there's a, there's a huge advantage to the angler because again, the most important thing is the motivation and desire and passion that goes into these products from all these manufacturers benefit the angler. This is one holistic collection of all those people together presenting it at the same time. Think of how powerful that is yep. for a passionate fisherman. And he, he or she's just going to get fed this stuff on social media for months to come right as the show starts. And it's just awesome. It, it is. And it's exciting. And I think uh, what a lot of people don't realize is these items aren't produced and come up with and thought about in a month or two or six. It takes time to to do the uh, product development. And it, in many cases, it's years to t- come up with a product. Well, yeah, we work three, four, five years out. Uh, St. Croix does. And we're not the only ones that have long timelines on product development. So a lot of that's listening to anglers, understanding trends, you know, trying to put them in the best possible position to be successful. And if you think about that, I'm just speaking behalf of one company now times that by hundreds. And that's how powerful this event is. It's just, and it's salt water. It's, it's international. So it's salt water. It's fresh water. It's just every component of everything you can imagine is there um, from terminal tackle to rods, reels, lines, baits, accessories, everything to make you better. And it's amazing every year. This is the 25th year I've been going to this thing, at least because I was going to it as a buyer before I was with St. Croix. I always see things that blow my mind every year. Like how can they keep raising the bar? You know, whether it's a new electric trolling motor or a new fishing rod or a new, uh, piece of electronics look at look what forward facing did you know i mean and it just seems like every year something comes out that just keeps keeps making the sport better and that's the most awesome part of it dave it is and this year i noticed that they have uh, quite a few fly displays coming back the fly industry is what's doing their own show and a lot of them are coming back to icast yeah it's a it's a really good opportunity to really bucket both of those fishing demographics together because they are different but obviously we're all fishing so it's a really good opportunity and we're seeing increased uh uh you'll certainly see that from st croix this year there at the show for sure um but i I would speak on behalf of other manufacturers as well to see that come together is nice yep absolutely and and it's also a time for us to get uh you know people to see their pro staffs that are there uh, no tournaments are scheduled um i don't think in anything around icast of walleye crappie bass they, they they leave it alone so that we can go there and do the job that we have to do on that week and it is it is a lot of work and but boy to work in this industry and be able to go to an icast it, it is like you said exciting and special well and if i get to pick the brain of a dave Kranz, and i'm not saying that just to compliment you, Dave, I mean it sincerely. You look at your experience in this industry and you're just one person and think of all the people that I can talk to in that show to learn, to make myself better about keeping up to speed on what's going on at the dealer level and trends and what anglers are saying. And it's it's a it makes us better without a question, because the most important thing is to listen, you know, and to understand what anglers are wanting and then just Put your power behind building the best possible products you can possibly make and make it as easy as you can to get it to the angler. That's what it's all about. It's just, but but it's a very, it's a giant show footprint-wise, physically. It's attended by thousands of people. Um, but again, to the listener out there, this is, this is about you. I mean, that's what, that's why we do what we do is to make you better. 
Yeah, and the, the, the names that you see walking down those aisles, and like you said, the knowledge in that building is crazy. That um, And being an industry show, it's not like uh, being at a, at a show where, you know, an inch Monroe's walking down the aisles and he's got a parade of kids following him. They want to talk to him. But this is a business-to-business show. And um, so, so you do get to tap into some, some very quality people that you can learn from them. We all come out of their learning and we all look forward to it and um, always enjoy talking about ICAST. And it uh, gets me excited thinking about it. Uh, Coming up here in the middle of July, it's going to be be crazy that it's it's getting close. And uh, always uh, enjoy interviewing a Dan Johnson. Thanks, Dan, for being on. Dave, thanks as always for having me. Oh, no problem. That was Dan Johnston. I am Dave Kranz. This segment is always brought to you by St. Croix, the best rods on earth. The We Fish ASA podcast will be right back. Rule your water. Rule it with a St. Croix rod. Whether you take to the lake, wade the rivers, or cast from shore, St. Croix provides responsive performance, ensuring your success below every surface. With a St. Croix rod in hand, you're a part of a celebrated tradition that has spanned 70 years. Touch, power, and control are right at your fingertips and extend to you the finest fishing experience on the planet. St. Croix, the best rods on earth. The outdoors is more than just a profession for us here at Big Rock Sports. As avid anglers, hunters, and outdoor enthusiasts, it's our passion. So advocating on behalf of the outdoor sporting goods industry is a top priority for us. Big Rock Sports is proud to serve as the voice and advocate of outdoor sporting goods retailers across the nation. Big Rock Sports works tirelessly to protect our fisheries and anglers' rights. Big Rock Sports, we are here for you. I'm professional angler Kevin Van Dam, and people always ask me, what's the best and easiest way to catch fish? Well, that's simple. Keep our waterways clean and free of litter. You know, tossing your worn out lures in the lake is not a winning move. Pitch them in the trash. Do your part and join me. Visit keepamericafishing.org and pledge to pitch it. Welcome back to the We Fish ASA podcast. I am Dave Kranz, and this segment is brought to you by Calcutta, an outdoor company that builds gear and apparel for those with a passion for the outdoors. I always like to say every guest I get to interview on this segment has a passion for the outdoors. My next guest certainly does. He is Brett McComas from Target Walleye. Welcome to the program, Brett. Thank you so much for having me on. Oh, no problem. So, a lot of stuff going on in the walleye world and uh, and the bass world and the fishing world in general. And um, give us an update on what's happening at Target Walleye. Yeah, for sure. We're in the busy time of the year. Fish are biting and snapping all over the place. And uh, something that's kind of cool is you're getting sort of that free ramp up for ICAST coming up where all the new the new gear and stuff is coming out. And that's in July. But you got companies that are starting to leak uh, leak sneak peeks of stuff that's <laughs> going to be happening, and so that's kind of where we're at right now. One of those things that uh, I actually just got back from Oneida um, at a Fenwick uh, media event where we got to chase walleyes and smallmouth and play with four brand new Fenwick series of rods that they have completely redesigned for the first time in. Since the 70s, <laughs> you know, a long time. getting a first look at some of this gear is uh, 
it's going to be an exciting eye cast. I know it's bass heavy, but every year you're seeing more and more walleye stuff, more colors, bait profile stuff that's specifically geared towards walleyes. And uh, of course, there's a lot of crossover too, where uh, they like to eat those bass baits too. But that's kind of where we're at right now. Fish are biting in the Midwest, and we're getting antsy to see all this new stuff and uh, get some fish slime on it. Yeah, we're in uh, northern Illinois here, and we have the Fox Channel Lake system here, and it seems like the walleye population is better than ever. We had shad come into the system. It's not only the walleye, big big crappies, perch, bass, muskie, walleye are all thriving because of it. Are you seeing that as a trend throughout the country? Are we seeing more walleyes in most areas? You know, I am in the places that we're fishing, and you see, you see these studies coming out about how, you know, water temps are rising, and it's, it doesn't, you know, bode well for walleyes, and the zebra mussels are clearing things up, and uh, you, you read all this negative, scary stuff, like, we're going to have to find a new species, a new favorite species to target. We've been having the best walleye fishing I've ever had. <laughs> you know, every year just seems to keep getting better. Of course, everything is changing. And uh, that's the thing. You can't fish where you fished 50 years ago and go catch six walleyes. You know, they might be way deeper. Or they might be way shallower up buried in the weeds. And uh, But numbers-wise and size-wise, it's just been incredible. And the last few years, too, especially, we've had some some really great year classes of walleyes entering systems all over. I mean, of course, Erie and Great Lakes, but even on, uh, you know, some of our down-home or backwater home lakes are, are thriving. So you just, they're not where they used to be is the thing. You got to switch up what you're doing or else you're, uh, you're going to think the opposite. You're going to think it's getting harder and harder and there's not as many swimming around as there really is. Yeah. In our local area, it seems like, uh, if anything, they're going shallower, and they're you almost are you catching more when you're fishing for bass where that didn't happen before. And if you got a seawall with current on it, and it's two or three feet deep, and don't be surprised, you you might catch walleye on that. Exactly, and that's kind of surprising on uh, some of the clear water lakes around here when zebra mussels came in, and now it's you know fourteen, eighteen feet deep. You can see. You'd think like, okay, they're going deeper because weeds are growing deeper and it's just they're spookier, whatever. And on all those lakes around here, yeah, there's more fish out deep, but I'm seeing way more fish buried in the weeds all year round. It can be middle of July. And if you're willing to go up there and rip a swim bait and get blisters on your hands from how hard you're ripping it, you're going to catch big fish. (laughs) It's just the thing is they're harder to, you know, you can't side image or or stroll over them with your 2D or down imaging in six to seven, eight foot weeds and see them. You have to basically fish those areas to know that there's fish there. And I think that, uh, you know, kind of helps to protect those bites and those fish that live in there all year long. Yeah, yeah. Now you talk about side imaging 3D. Is forward-facing sonar a, a factor for walleye fishing? Yeah, oh, absolutely, for sure. Especially when they get out deep and there's not as much places for them to hide. But with uh, even when they're up in those weeds, if you've got the forward facing on those weeds, it's crazy how if you spend enough time working with it, dialing it in, how much it can actually help. Because when you first look at the screen, it's so much harder open water versus ice fishing because everything is moving. But when you're on open water and you've got weeds, you're looking for things that are moving at different speeds than everything else. So all the weeds, based on how fast your boat is drifting, 
or the angle you're sliding are going to be moving at the same speed. But if you have something in those weeds, in those blobs or marks on the screen that is moving a little slower or a little faster or is flickering and flashing, that's how those fish pop out to me. And it's uh, it's just something where it just takes time to, to learn what you're looking at. When you first, you first shine that thing up there in the weeds, it's just like, yeah, right, I'll never see anything up there. You know? <laughs> but looking for those things that are moving at a different speed or a different density and maybe having a little stronger return signal than the weeds... And once you pick that up, they'll start popping out. Yeah, we always wonder what's going to be the next thing and what else do we have to learn to keep evolving in this world of, of fishing. And, and, and you mentioned ICAST. I'm sure we're going to see something new that we didn't even think about at ICAST. We always do. And different baits and different colors and different techniques. And uh, it's almost like... Uh, uh, I have family members that don't fish on my wife's side that you start talking about some of this stuff and you might as well be talking a foreign language to them because they, they, they've never heard these words before about drop shotting or, or Tokyo rig or they, they have no idea what you're talking about, you know, speed trolling, whatever it is. And uh, I'm sure at ICAST we're going to find, you probably have some people around you that, that are like that too, but uh, it's always uh, really interesting to see what... what uh, comes out is there a technique nowadays that is taking over i mean some years you had different things you had snap yeah all the different techniques and then one would be dominant is that happening now or because of all the things that have changed that there's more in play yeah there's way more in play it used to be you could have one two or three rods on your deck for walleyes and if they aren't eating this one they'll eat the other one. If they're not eating either of those, they're not eating at all, right? Mm -hmm. And now with facing sonar, you know there's fish there, and it'll drive you wild trying to figure out what it is that they're going to bite. So now the front decks of boats, you got 20 rods out there, and you've got your rotation of, I'm going to start with this, then move to that, and you're trying to crack that code of what's going to make fish that don't want to eat, eat. And uh, <laughs> yeah, it's just more and more complicated, but at the end of the day, you really just need to fish. And I wrote about this in one of the last Target Wall emails, how as amazing as forward-facing sonar is, I mean, I, I wouldn't, you'd have to pry it off my cold, dead Lund boat. <laughs> you know, I can't give it up now. But there's times where it hurts me too. Like in our local walleye league, we got 19th place with one dinky one-pounder, and we stared at fish on the live scope the entire time, casting at fish over and over again. And, you know, if I didn't have live scope, and I fished that area for 10 minutes and didn't get a bite, I'd have been on to the next. And there's, it's so true that some fish just aren't eating. And you got to find a school or a pot of fish on different structure, doing a different thing that are feeding. And uh, we, my buddies and I call it getting screen locked. Where <laughs> you're just staring at it. And you might, sometimes you're casting that sucker. Sometimes you're casting that species that aren't what you want, but you swear they're walleyes. Yep. And sometimes they are walleyes, and they just are not going to eat. No matter what you do, it could be a plain hook and a leech, and uh, you got to keep moving. But it was a lot easier to leave a spot after 10, 15 minutes of fishing without a bite before you saw how many fish are crawling around <laughs> with live. Because now when you turn that thing on, I mean, you can go anywhere on the lake, and you'd be amazed. There's just life crawling everywhere. So it, yep. can, it can hurt you as much as it can help you, too. I've seen that on the bass side. Do I do Toyota series, and the guys are all staring at their screens, and you look a half mile out, and um, you see gulls dive in the water or 
terns dive in the water or you go over them and there's smallies underneath them or largemouth underneath them or perch or whatever. But I like to, I, I'm not a user of it. I don't have it on my boat. And it leaves a lot of water with visible structures and old school looking at the bank and knowing where the drops are and where the edges are and yeah. using uh, 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 Google Maps and looking at your maps and going through and, and marking stuff that may hold fish. But I don't have to see them on there, and and so many people do. But finding fish and finding active fish are, as you're saying, two different totally games. Absolutely. I uh, I was lucky enough to spend two days in the boat with Corey Sprengel just mm-hmm. uh, just a couple days ago. One of the the most ridiculously dialed in walleye fishermen I've ever met or talked to or read about. He's just so good. And the first thing I noticed is he turned on his live for like a couple minutes and then he shut it off and it was just fishing and it, it blew me away. I thought he'd be glued to it. And I, it was the first thing I had to pick his brain about. And uh, he said the same thing, like, you know, where we were at, there was tons of drum all over the place and, and sheep's head and, yep. and just rock bass and this and that. And he knew there were walleyes there, but he's like, I was getting too focused in on casting and things where they weren't right. And it was changing, you know, how he's working the bait, how he's doing his casting angles compared to the current, everything. And he shut it off and he went back to back to back to back to back, throwing a Berkeley stun at jerk bait on walleyes before I even had my rod rigged up. It was it was unbelievable. And it was just kind of eye opening that like, okay, one of the best walleye fishermen in the planet is not getting what we call screen locked. <laughs> you, know, you still have to go out and just fish. And as much as, you know, like the technology is controversial, it's like, oh, you know, video game, it is cheating, whatever, but you still got to make them bite, you know, and I can't do that for you. So, <laughs> no, nobody can. And, and, uh, you just go out and fish. And, and Brett, I, Truly, thank you for your time and giving us an update on target walleye and your feelings about walleye fishing and forward-facing sonar. I appreciate it. I'm sure it's not going to be the last time we have you on. Uh, thanks for, for giving us some time. Oh, thanks for putting up with me. I can chat fishing all day, buddy. No problem. That, that was Brett McComas, target walleye. I am Dave Kranz. This segment of the We Fish ASA podcast was brought to you by Calcutta, an outdoor company that builds gear and apparel for those with the passion for the outdoors. We will be right back. The outdoors is more than just a profession for us here at Big Rock Sports. As avid anglers, hunters, and outdoor enthusiasts, it's our passion. So advocating on behalf of the outdoor sporting goods industry is a top priority for us. Big Rock Sports is proud to serve as the voice and advocate of outdoor sporting goods retailers across the nation. Big Rock Sports works tirelessly to protect our fisheries and anglers' rights. Big Rock Sports, we are here for you. Calcutta Outdoors, from bluegill to bluefin, Calcutta Outdoors has the innovative outdoor recreational brands that consumers are looking for. We offer a wide range of trusted products, from fishing rods, combos, and tackle to coolers, drinkware, outdoor apparel, and marine accessories. Calcutta Outdoors.
Bass anglers have heard it all when it comes to manufacturers having the best casting rail. Well, Daiwa can back it up with the Tatula SV. The Tatula SV has three key features that make it the most versatile casting reel on the market today. The SV spool is a lightweight aluminum spool allowing for long control light lure casting. MAG4Z gives you the option to set a precise casting range no matter what lure or wind situation. The Daiwa T-Wing system reduces line angle and friction when casting. Distance, control, and finesse like no other reel on the market. Tatula, the ultimate finesse long cast system designed by Daiwa. Welcome back to We Fish ASA. I'm Steve Surley. My partner is Dave Kranz. We Fish ASA is brought to you by the proud industry members of the American Sport Fishing Association. Please help to ensure the future of fishing by visiting keepamericafishing.org. And if you're an industry professional of any ilk at all, please consider joining the American Sport Fishing Association by visiting asafishing.org. With us right now is one of my favorite guys. Boy, when you talk about movers and shakers, uh, there's nobody that moves and shakes as much as this guy. I often refer to him as the smartest guy in the fishing business. He may be the most successful on top of that. Always have a lot to talk about with the head guy of Major League Fishing, the one and only Boyd Duckett. Hey, Boyd, how you doing? Man, Steve, everything's good. I'm I'm up here in Michigan, actually, pre-practicing, which I never do because I never have time. But I, I've never been to Saginaw Bay, and I don't know if I come up here and spend a couple of days before the St. Clair Tournament. And see if I can find a bass, you know. Could you improve your performance if you got the fish a full pre-fishing schedule? Man, it, it makes, you know, for me, I, it makes all the difference in the world, you know, to get, you get your head right, you get a lot out. You know, one of the things, it doesn't seem significant, but one of the things that, that is pretty significant difference in Major League Fishing and previous tours that I fished is just the two days that we get versus three days. And, 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 you know, it doesn't sound like a lot, but if you come up here and the wind blows, you know, one day blows you out and you only end up with one day of practice and it's a body that you haven't been to or haven't been to in years, you're just kind of lost and you end up having to scramble on tournament day to try to find your fish. And obviously you're behind the eight ball compared to the rest of the field. So, uh, so yeah, it, it does make a lot of difference. Always always helped me when I did it. That makes all the sense in the world to me. And I'll talk to guys and they'll say uh, they don't put that much stock in, in the pre-fishing, that if they get a day in, they're good with it. And uh, there's enough information that they accrue. And, and I just don't get that. I don't see how you could possibly make up for time on the water. You can't make up for time on the water, whether you're practicing for a pro event or you're trying to learn how to fish or you're trying to get better time on the water it's what it's all about that's that's the difference i noticed something when we corresponded uh by text message earlier uh you had said you were flying into michigan for the for the saint Clair event and that made my eyebrow arch and i go oh flying in uh, is that is that something you do often and how do you coordinate your boat being there when you need it well, I, I have a driver, and, and uh, one of the guys that works for me full-time at Major League Fishing drives my truck, Justin, uh, and then 
course, with all the different things that I do, I'm flying. I fly somewhere every week, and so fishing is just part of that. So I just hook up with the boat. Whenever I'm through with whatever else I'm doing, I'll end up at St. Clair, and we'll go fishing. That that is very cool. Uh, uh, most people don't have that uh, available. A lot of there are guys that do, and I know that there's West Coast guys that'll do that. Uh, it it seems like it's it's very very important, but do you have any any trepidation or fear about handing the keys to your living to somebody else to take care of? He's not only driving your truck and your boat, all your stuff is on there, all your equipment too. You've got to have a lot of trust in this fella. Yeah, you better if you if you're gonna get a driver to drive your boat, you better pick you better pick one that knows what he's doing, that's capable, understands fishing and obviously towing and respects what exactly what you said because it is critical you don't want to have a problem on the way up or you know stay in the wrong place or get your stuff stolen or any of that so you have to have somebody very capable to do that job and it's funny because uh tell you know tell tell people this it's 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 a big deal it's it's like owning a, a, a little neighborhood retail store and hiring somebody and trust them enough to give them the keys that's a big deal um I talk to guys and I'll say, "Hey, do you have any help with your equipment? You know, you got all those, all those uh, rods and reels, and you're constantly respooling. Do you have somebody that you you let respool for you? Uh, nobody touches my rods. Nobody touches my reels. Nobody touches my tackle box. Is that you? Is that pretty much the way it works with with equipment? Yeah, you really can't step over with equipment because you know we're we're all funny when you're getting tackle ready during. I do it in the winter time, and I try to try to get all my boxes ready for the whole year but nobody can really decide what I want to carry but me and same thing with rods and reels I do all my spooling and all my tackle preparation it's just part of it you in boat organization when I change boats when I move them a new boat at the beginning of the year I always have somebody hey man I'll come help you you know just I'd rather them not be there because it's distracting because you you have to know where everything is in your office and uh, somebody else puts it there you don't know it's there you know Excellent. Uh, what was the guy's name that drives your boat? Justin Green. Justin, want to give you a shout yeah. out. Thank, thanks for the good work you do. Because I got a, a few people I want to ask you questions about. Even though this is the Boy Duckett interview, uh, we'll incorporate some other folk here. First of all, would be a, a new hire for Duckett Fishing, a, a premium fishing tackle company, rods, reels, uh, incredible line of baits. Uh, you took on uh, my old friend Chris Russell. Yeah, man. How about that? I, you know, Larry Rankin, who was uh, vice president and general manager for five or six years. Larry had a planned retirement. Um, actually, when I hired him, he had his retirement date picked and lived up to it. So, you know, there you go. But so I had a long time to interview, and I did. I interviewed a lot of guys, a lot of a lot of really good guys from the space, uh, and had a lot of great options, quite honestly. But ended up with Chris and. He's been there, I don't know, maybe six or seven weeks now, I would say, and and it's it's everything I hoped it'd be. Uh, Chris is a great personality, ton of time in the industry, really smart guy, and you know, and fits our organization. You know, he's he's uh, laid back, likes to work hard, but likes to enjoy it, and we have fun along the way. That's our culture, and so Chris fits perfectly. I think the teams welcomed him really well. So that was a good move. Good move. Congratulations. And, you know, Chris doesn't mind uh, going fishing occasionally, so that works, too. 
Yeah, he likes to fish. He likes to work. He does, he's, he's very similar to me. Other guy I want to say, I've met him a few times. Uh, we never talked about him, but I am so impressed with a fella. I, I think you got a connection with him. His name is uh, Errol Duckett. Uh, yeah, I know that guy. I talked to you about being the smartest guy in the business. If you are number one, he is 1A. That is one sharp guy, man. You can't sell him short. Yeah, well, I tell you, we you know obviously grew up together. That's my brother. And uh, we fished together since we were five or six years old. And, you know, we 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 fished so much together, we can't even tell lies, right? You know, you're <laughs> like, you get, you get corrected. You get corrected before you get started because mm. we know each other so well. But uh yeah he's uh he's he's a uh, you know kind of my best friend he's distant uh you know i'm in Gunnersville and he's back there in charlotte but we talk you know a couple times a week uh about fishing and everything in, the, in life so it's it's wonderful to have that relationship with him yeah you're surrounded by some uh class a people i ask you about one more because the last time i had this guy on i said hey tell me something we don't know about boy duckett and he he didn't throw you under the bus or anything improper i didn't think he would but how about you telling us something about uh, that uh, gary klein fella gary klein well you know uh gary's one of the people that i respect the most in the industry in that you know even at at a ripe old age you know we're all we're old guys now you know me and gary and there's a bunch of us in that category but uh but gary has done nothing but bass fish his whole life for a living and and started at a point when it wasn't easy to make a living and he was very successful at it so that part's special but obviously gary and i's bond uh we conjured up this whole you know major league fishing thing and rules and format and all those things together so we've you know been tied at the hip ever since uh 2010 when we decided to try to make this work gary worked hard on you know, rules and, and format and those things. And I went to work trying to put the business together and we still work hand in hand on that stuff. And, uh, just, just one of, one of the, uh, you know, the bass fishing business, you know, it's one thing to go out and tournament fish and you want to do well, but there's a whole history of people that you meet along the way that, you know, are just really special people. You know, Gary obviously is one of those people and it's just fun as the years go by to make those relationships. It, makes it you know it makes it all worthwhile not that it isn't but it makes it better makes it special is he as nice a guy as i think he is man he just is he is he loves this sport uh he's given his life to this sport his support for conservation there's nothing superficial about it man he works his tail off he does more kids events conservation events watershed cleanup events I mean, Gary is heart and soul bass fishing and trying to find a way to make it better than it was. And, uh, you know, every day, Major League Fishing, when he and I talk, his, his brain's always moving. You know, how can we make it better? How can we make it better? I mean, that's, that's, his, that's his soul, man. So uh, talk about a guy that's dedicated his life to bass fishing and, and has left a giant mark. That's Gary Klein. I agree. I agree. One of my, fa one of my favorite guys. Uh you know, you just said something. You said uh, back when it was hard to make a living. I, I, conversely, are you saying it's easy to make a living as a professional bass fisherman today? Uh, I don't, I'm not going to say it's easy, but I would say that it may be easier. I think it, I think that there's 
more money in the sport certainly now than there was uh, when you look at you know Gary and 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 those guys back in the early days. Yeah. You know, back in the nineteen seventies, you know, there weren't very many. Uh, you, you think it's hard to get sponsors now, man? It was tough back in those days. So you know, uh, you know, Gary and and Roland and you know Ron Shelfield and Bill uh, Vance and all those guys that you know came through those. Those, that era, it was a much smaller number. Today, we have we have grown the sport, made a lot larger media platform than it ever had, so it produces more opportunities for guys. And uh, so, you know, we we have guys that are 40th or 50th in the points that probably makes as much much money as the top 10 guys did in the old days. Yeah, so, yeah, for so sure. Yeah, it's, for it's sure. better than it was. Yeah, we, I, ju- I just had uh, just talked to Adrian Avina last week, and uh, mm-hmm. I was shocked that he won his first event because I would have said he won a half a dozen. You know, he's been around for a while. He dang good fisherman, always always a top 10 threat. And uh, he, he, never won, he never won a, a, a big one. He's never gotten a big trophy or anything, but you know what? He's doing okay. I'd be real happy making what Adrian Avina is making fishing. And uh, I think that in the days we're talking about, guys who have not won one like that, you know, they're, they're they, you know, wherever you're fishing, you're fishing 18th, 20th, whatever. Uh, you do that for a few years and maybe be out of it. Guys didn't fish forever, uh, being in the top 25. But now you can make a pretty good living doing that. And and no no uh, nothing to bad to say about Adrian Avina because I think although it was his first win, his second was going to come a lot sooner than the first one came. Uh, but but I think you can look at him as an example of fishing is a good place to be. Fishing is a good place to be. And, those, and you know, guys like Adrian who are dedicated to the sport, they understand working hard. When I mean What I mean by that, they work hard off the walk. Um, we all work hard on the water and do the best we can to win events or, you know, finish as high as possible for the biggest checks. But uh, there, there's a crop of anglers uh, that Adrian is is right in the thick of that certainly understand, you you know, you work 360 days a year. You know, his social media efforts and, you know, uh, YouTube content that, that he produces for himself as well as the sponsors uh, his interaction within the industry—that's a—that's what what makes that money off that off the water money, and uh, and and there's uh, there's a lot of young young guys that I mean those guys aren't terribly young but they're young to me you know <laughs> young to me and you Steve yeah but, <laughs> but it, it, yeah but it's uh, but but they have learned how to work hard in our space and be very valuable uh, and uh, and they do a super job and so. So yeah, I think the money's better than it ever has been when you look straight across the boards, top to bottom. Excellent. Hey, I'm going to take a quick break. Uh, let us have a word uh, for our sponsors, and we'll come back in a very short amount of time, and we'll talk about Major League Fishing. We'll talk about uh, ducking fishing and everything you guys are into. Look forward to finishing this up in just a minute when we come back with the one and only boy Duckett. We are We Fish ASA. I am Steve Sarley. Be right back. For most anglers, the unexpected is expected. But what you can do is take matters into the seat of your, well, 
Shorts. Meet Aftco's Overboard Shorts, winner of the iCast Best in category for technical clothing. Built with a 100% submersible pocket that keeps the unexpected dry dock for the other guy. Overboard keeps the good times rolling and your valuables safe for the next adventure. Overboard Shorts from Aftco. Learn more at aftco.com slash overboard. Bass anglers have heard it all when it comes to manufacturers having the best casting reel. Well, Daiwa can back it up with the Tatula SV. The Tatula SV has three key features that make it the most versatile casting reel on the market today. The SV spool is a lightweight aluminum spool allowing for long control light lure casting. MAG4Z gives you the option to set a precise casting range no matter what lure or wind situation. The Daiwa T-Wing system reduces line angle and friction when casting. Distance, control, and finesse like no other reel on the market. Tatula, the ultimate finesse long cast system designed by Daiwa. The St. Croix story has evolved over 70 years. With gritty determination, St. Croix built the most advanced fishing rod facility in the world. And with it, a world-class brand that has earned the respect and admiration of anglers around the planet. We will continue to challenge ourselves, our employees, and our partners to be the best every day. We're proud to celebrate 70 years of passion and commitment to making the best rods on earth, St. Croix. Welcome back, folks. We Fish ASA is here. I am Steve Surley, and I'm on with Boyd Duckett. He is the head man of Major League Fishing. I'm not be unfair to say that he created it. He got it to where it is today, and it's going strong and getting bigger and better all the time. Uh, you know, I read a quote by you, and I'd never heard it before. I don't know if you created it, but you said that it's, uh, there's a lot to be said for people who don't know that they can't succeed. <laughs> Boy, isn't that the truth? Did, you, I mean, if did you invent that? <laughs> I guess so, or I, remiss, I, I said it because I, I really believe that. I, I think that, you know, through my whole life, uh, you know, starting a business, business at 17 and then all the different things that I've gotten into where I didn't know what I was doing. It's nice to have confidence uh, because you don't know better, right? I mean, maybe that's the simplicity that, that makes success sometimes. You know, when I introduced you, I said a number of things about you. Just talked about uh, some of your business career and talk about major league fishing. But you did win a Bassmaster Classic. I would think that most people that introduced Boyd Duckett would say that first. Bassmaster Classic winner Boyd Duckett. I didn't. Am I wrong? Is that the number one thing on your uh, on your resume that you would like to be remembered for? Uh, it's a it's a it's a great honor. It's a big win at a time I, I took. Uh, I, my life has always been a pie chart of time. I, I, I've enjoyed working in the various companies that I've built in different industries. I took seven or eight years where fishing was one, my number one focus and won five tour-level events, including the Classic, during that time frame. I'm really proud of that. But but probably the creation of Major League Fishing and being able to, you know, to, to go out there and chase your dreams and try to do something different, try to advance the sport, Build a bigger fan base, a bigger television fan base, better ratings, you know, different products uh, where where maybe, you know, we can bring money into the space of professional bass fishing. That's the dream that we haven't had before, where the guys that want to fish for a living can, 
can make more and more money. I mean, that's what drives me. That's what I set out to do. And so that's probably what I'm most proud of. Good, good. And I think you should be, although everything is is phenomenal. And, you know, reading your bio, the only thing that really turned me off was saying how much you like playing golf. What's with that? <laughs> well, I like the sport, man. You can't fish and play golf. There's too many no. water. There's too many water hazards. When you come near a water water when you come near a water hazard, don't you have to walk over there, put your polarized glasses on, and look in there, and make sure there's no big fish swimming around? Doesn't that take you off your game? It does. Yeah, that's the bass fisherman's nemesis when they play golf. But it's it's a fun game for a pastime. Oh, oh boy, tell me about uh, tell me about ducket fishing. Uh, you get a lot of stuff, some excellent products. Because uh, you probably won't say this because you. You don't self-promote like a lot of guys would. You get some phenomenal closeout sales going on right now. You got the $140 rods and reels going for 60 bucks a piece. The pricing is just phenomenal. So go to Ducket Fishing's website and get yourself some of that excellent stuff. And take a look at some baits that are really ahead of the game right now. How is Ducket Fishing? Are you happy with the progress that you've made? You know, I think I am. We're we're uh, it, it's a you know I really enjoy working in this space and ducket fishing is a fun place. I'm in there. That's kind of my primary office. I'm always doing maybe something different, but I'm there every day. But you mentioned the baits, and and we've been in baits a couple of years, and we're we're gaining a lot of traction. We've created a lot of a lot of cool baits. But uh, I think about specifically, uh, I've got one. So we make the subtle tail. It's a small swim bait uh we make it in a four or five 4.5 and a 3.8 so we just made a 3.0 a 3.0 the little small and the subtle tail is special because it does like almost nothing it doesn't even look good in the water it just catches them I'm, I'm telling you it's a it's a really really cool bait so i'm excited because we're about to start st Clair. i'm hoping the smallmouth are offshore they haven't seen this uh-huh. look and I'm so, I can't wait to get out there. Uh, well, meeting's Wednesday. So Thursday morning, I get, to, I get to go find out how good these smallmouth like this little three-inch subtle tail. I've been crushing them at Gunnersville, even the big fish. You know, uh, when they're not hitting the big stuff, which is often, you know, when the current's off and fish are suspended, I have really been catching a lot of fish on that three-inch subtle tail. So I'm excited. I've got samples. I want to say it's about mm, October Maybe September when we'll have have stock and start shipping to retailers, but uh, but I, so I'm a little bit early on that. But it's uh, it's a it's a phenomenal day catching a lot of fish on it. Excellent. I, as a matter of fact, I'm going to see you Wednesday uh, up at uh, St. Clair because you are having the draft for the next round of the Major League Fishing Team Series, where you draft the players onto three man teams or opt. Maybe it's different this year, but three-man teams before, and it goes into a big event where it's a competitive team event. Uh, you're having a, a dinner there, and I said, I'm going to go to Detroit and check this out because, you know, I, I'm an outdoor writer, and magic words, an outdoor writer is free food. So, you know, you got to figure I'd show up <laughs> for something like that. Tell me about this team series, what it's all about. Um, I'm – a little in the dark about what's going on. We announced it last year. It didn't get the 
phenomenal exposure like I thought it was going to do. Then you had events, and we didn't want to talk about them because we weren't promoting it. Saving it for TV is what I want to say. We, we were saving it for TV, so we didn't talk about it in advance. And where does it go from here? I mean, you just had an event, but we're not going to know who won it publicly for a while, right? Yeah, so so the team series replaced the Cubs. So Major League Fishing launched in 2010. We developed the format for the Cubs. Uh, every fish counts, individual weight. We we all watched those for a decade. Uh, so to enhance the Cubs, one of the things that a lot of our fans came after us about was, you know, no pro levels ever had, you know, team series or whatever. We didn't want to put two guys in a boat and, and do that. Our guys all fish individuals. So we, you're right. We created three-man teams. The way that works, uh, and we had one full season of them, and I'm proud to say that we had increased ratings uh, on all the networks that we aired on. So the team series did better than the Cups, which were, you know, was a fantastic product. I mean, it built the company. So I think we're on to something in that the fans really watching the like to watch the uh, interaction between these pro anglers. So what we do, we'll we'll uh, we'll have our draft, which is kind of a big deal coming up Wednesday. And, uh, and the top 27 guys uh, are, will all be captains, and then they'll go through a draft round like the NFL. First guy starts, you know, at the bottom. Last guy, you know, gets to draw towards the top. So there's two rounds of draft to get the full field uh, into three-man teams. We take the points champion from uh, last year, with was from the pro circuit. This year it'll be from... Uh, the invitationals that will make the 81st guy. Okay. So 20, 2017 to three takes 81. So that's where that 81st guy comes from, in case anybody wonders. But it's that's what it is. And then uh, same as the cups, no information, no practice. But you can and you can't talk to other anglers ever about any any information except your teammates. So what it's become is a three man team. We're all in different boats. We have headsets on. We're in constant communication with with each other. Uh, we've got these VF, you know, VF headphones that, uh, you know, that that and all three of us can hear each other all day long. In fact, you really have to be have to be aware of that so you don't over talk uh, <laughs> to distract the other guys. But but it's a lot of fun because you have not just you going out and figuring out your pattern, but you're sharing that with two two other teammates. And you're trying to get the team to advance to beat the other teams competing that day. So that's what the team series is about. It's it's super fun and looking forward to the draft and getting a chance to fish them again. We fish them all in the fall, uh, and then we air them uh, first quarter of uh, of the following year. So that's how that works. And it is it isn't live, and it's a made for TV, uh, saved for TV for ratings, and uh, that's the way it's currently set up. So. Hey, There'll be a lot said about it when we shoot them. There, there's a lot. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that uh, is for smarter guys than me. I, I didn't think that uh, uh, fishing in the fall and airing it in the in the spring, winter, and spring was was going to work. I said, I, I, "Everything's live, man. How can you delay this?" I, I got in a, I got in an argument on the air one time with uh, Jerry McKinnis. He got it all off on me because I was. Mad when ESPN didn't air the classic live. They put it together and did like a highlight show that evening. Mm -hmm. And uh, he's yelling at me on the air. And I say, hey, 
I don't turn on the TV to watch the Super Bowl unless it's the Super Bowl on live. I don't want to watch a half-hour Super Bowl at 1030 at night. Oh, man, he took exception to that. And, you know, I I, I don't want to – I guess I was wrong because there's different crowds of fishing followers. There's people that want to watch it live like they're in the boat while it's happening. And there's people mm-hmm. that want to watch the event. They they don't know who won it. It's on. It's great. the The technology is wonderful. the uh, The videography is phenomenal. And the fact that it was three months ago doesn't make a difference to them. I was totally wrong about that. You guys really figured it out and captured the market the right way. Well, it, you're you're exactly right. There's different sets of fans, and uh, and so we want to, you know, we serve all, you know. Obviously, the live stream fan with all the uh, Bass Pro Tour events, Red Crest, and then uh, heavy hitters, those are all aired live. So we have lots of live stream product, but the, the made-for-TV products are also really special. And if if there is no information about them, when you do see them on TV, they are live, so yeah, to speak. Yeah. I mean, nobody knows about it, So and it really helps our ratings. So serves a different... Uh, a different sponsor and a different customer, but work works well for us. Yes, yeah, yeah. You definitely swung me over, and uh, I'm not afraid to say that I make mistakes occasionally, like a couple of weeks, as a matter of fact. But it, it was a good thing, and I li- I like what you do, and I I think it's definitely an advancement for the sport, like just about everything else that you've put your fingers on, and uh, I appreciate that. Hey, boy, Duckett, I will see you in Detroit in a couple of days for the big draft. I'm hyped about that. I think it's a wonderful thing, and and I look forward to getting to spend some time with you face-to-face, my friend. Uh, Keep up the great work. Go out and uh, get some fish. We'll talk to you very soon. Thanks, Steve. I sure appreciate the time. All right, boy, Duckett, man, he's a big, big man from... Major League Fishing, smartest guy in the business. I stand by that. Boyd Duckett. That wraps up this week's edition of the We Fish ASA podcast, the best darn fishing show on the radio or the internet in the entire USA. I'd like to thank today's guests, Dan Johnston from St. Croix, Brett McComas, Target Walleye. Thanks, Brett, for being with us. And thanks for being with us, Mr. Boyd Duckett. I don't know how you could fit this into your schedule with everything you have to do. One of the busiest guys in the world of professional fishing. Thanks for creating Major League Fishing. We enjoy and appreciate everything that you do for the sport. Thank you very much, Boyd Duckett. I'd like to thank our sponsors, St. Croix, the best rods on earth. Calcutta, makers of a line of products that fit your lifestyle and passion. And Daiwa, we've got your bass covered. Boy, they sure do. Daiwa Reels. Remember that We Fish ASA presents a new episode of our one-hour podcast each and every week. It's available 24-7 everywhere you get your podcasts. And don't forget to check us out and write to us. Tell us what you like. Tell us what you don't like. If there's somebody you think we ought to have on the show, let us know that too. We appreciate your input. I'm Steve Sarley. My partner's Dave Kranz. We'll see you next week now. Let's go fishing. I'm professional angler Kevin Van Dam, and people always ask me, what's the best and easiest way to catch fish? Well, that's simple. Keep our waterways clean and free of litter. You know, tossing your worn out lures in the lake is not a winning move. Pitch them in the trash. Do your part and join me. Visit KeepAmericaFishing.org and pledge to pitch it.